What's going on, everybody? You clearly have good taste because you are locked in to Sky's the Limit Radio. To hear all of this wonderful content live as it goes down, simply go to Facebook and type in STLR Media TV. That's STLR Media TV. You can also catch us live as it goes down on the app TuneIn Radio under STLR Media. Do that. Thank me later. Sky's the Limit Radio, baby. Oh, what are we talking about? What are you, high? Sports. If they know what they're talking about, then I like it. Yo, it's the Sky's and Lemon Radio Sports Talk. It's your boy, Boots. We finna talk some sports. Satisfy the demand. We want it now! Entertain with no silence. That's right! I love it. Call the guys. Call the guys. Pack the cooler. Pack the cooler. And bring the grill. And bring the grill. In a world where boring sports talk has taken over the airwaves, four men have emerged from the smoke, breaking the mold of basic opinionated sports talk. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Foul. No, two fouls. Foul? I didn't touch anybody. People can't just go flying in the air like that. Please, my mom wouldn't cheat in my dreams. What? She's an angel. Heaven wants us to win this game. They're Reggie. Uncensored and off the chain. No boundaries. Sports Talk Radio with your hosts, Derek Fugers. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. There's no crying in baseball. Well, Derek, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. Zach Kearney. You play ball like a girl. Would you relax? I'm in a zone. And Greg Wiley. Did you see that bad man last night? Uh, what I got to say, you really don't want to hear because honesty ain't too high on your people's priority list, right? The raw, uncut sports on a different level than you're used to. He said, when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. So grab some snacks, turn up the volume, and enjoy sports with no boundaries. You can do it. Good morning, sports world, and welcome to No Boundaries Sports Talk. I am your host, Derek Fugers, and we are live here in STLR Media Studios with my man, Craig Wire. We are minus one today, Zach Kearney he cannot make it in today. Coincidentally, his team loses to one Craig Wiley's team, and all of a sudden, he can't make it in. Coincidence? I don't know. I think not. I think not. But I got the one and only Craig Wiley Jr. over here to my left. To the left, to the left. Craig Wiley, how you doing today, sir? What's up, everybody? I'm a little excited. I think we all are. Big game for me. Yesterday, I think we all are. I think it was a it was an exciting day for everybody. I mean, we had a uh, me myself. I didn't make it though, but my Wildcats team had their last official game yesterday. They had a little round robin game yesterday. I, I seen that your brother was on the uh, the Instagram. I was and not all there, that, getting all the kids to do their little dance. They all had like some little like goldfish yep. with some with some yep. Gatorade. That was that was after the first one. And they were doing they were doing some dances. They played two halves. They played one half versus one team and they played the other half versus another team and uh they tied the versus both teams essentially. And I hate tying in this in this league, you know what I'm saying, because 
they talk about it's all about having fun, but you know the kids all the everybody cares about winning. The parents care care about winning. The kids care about winning. The coaches care about winning. So it's not about just having fun, but it is at the same time. You know what I'm saying? So, but still, you know, I hate that we have to tie, but I couldn't make it yesterday because you know what I'm saying. I was watching Baby Girl. And uh, she actually slept till like 9 o'clock yesterday, so that was actually pretty amazing. The cute little pumpkin? Yes, yes. So, uh, but uh, yeah, man, but I heard that uh, one of our one of our defensive players, he was absolutely amazing did yesterday. And shout out to my man Chandler. He's my little pit bull. I call him pit bull. I've been calling him pit bull all season long, man. He's so feisty. He's the first time playing football this year, dude, and he just he was just a natural, man. He He's going to be a hell of a football player if he sticks to it. He's going to be a, a, a mean SOB. He's big too, man. You're so my boy, Blue. He's definitely my boy, Blue. So shout out to my shout out to my whole Wildcat team. Me and my brother, Coach Jeff, Coach Nico, everybody, man, because it, uh, Coach Gordon as well, because it was an awesome season, man. You know what I'm saying? We had some differences at the beginning of the season, but we, we, we aired it out. And at, at the end of the day, I think it was good for the whole team in, in general. You know what I'm saying? So, but the, the team prospered and, you know, we tied a few times and we did lose one game, but in the regular season we were undefeated. Undefeated, never baby. lost. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to that team and it was awesome coaching these kids. They were five, six, and seven year olds, man. But you know these kids acted like they were 21 year olds trying to play this game, and they still have so much to learn. But it's still awesome to just see, you know, what I'm saying throughout the whole season how awesome and how much fun they actually did have. And you know, a lot of the parents came up to me, my brother, and all the coaches and told them like. Hey, like, especially the kid Chandler, you know what I'm saying? His dad said, you know, hey, you know what I'm saying? My son literally talks about how much he loves football every single day. He tells everybody. And he's like, I just want to thank you guys for showing the love of football to my son. And that's what really like, got to me. It was just because that's exactly what we're trying to do. Like, we're trying to show you the bank mechanic and the fundamentals of showing you how to teach football. But that's exactly what we're trying to do. We're trying to teach you how to love the game just as much as we do because we appreciate that because we're out there doing dedicating our time you know what i'm saying we don't get paid to go out there and coach oh for sure yeah you know i'm saying you understand that so like you know it's all about the love of the game and that's one thing i was really excited for one of the parents talked to me about yeah that always is pretty cool especially like when the parents come up to you and you know thank you for doing what you're doing and and you know teaching the kid the game and stuff like that man that's that's really what it's all about um Lost. We lost our, our. We had two basketball games yesterday. We had one with our girls over uh, at G League. Lost by a couple points. Close game though. Back and forth, literally the whole time. It was a really, really good competitive game. Um, I do want to point out though. One thing. You know, saying one thing. My boy Allen Iverson is notorious and famous for a little, little, you know, snippet in the sports where a lot of people know it. You guys are gonna find me for practice. 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 Not a game. Practice. Yesterday at the G League, right? Thursday, everybody had practice. The, you know, the two Thursday teams had practice. Or Tuesday teams had practice. Thursday, the, our teams didn't have practice. Guess who won both games last or, or on Saturday? Teams that had practice. Teams that had practice. Both teams that didn't have practice lost. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. So, so you know what, AI, you know what I'm saying? You, you may be AI, but maybe practice is important for some people. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. But uh, we lost by a couple points in that game. In a game we should have won. We, we already beat this team before, so we know we can beat them. But it was just a close game, and I think partly because, you know, we didn't. You missed a day of practice. I completely 100% agree Dude, with that. We've been catching the stick over there for, for this season. and Nothing bad because of the league or anything like vibes. that. But, it, but, it's, but it's just like, you know, a couple weeks ago our game got canceled because of the whole little rain situation. I feel we, the vibes. We, we, we didn't have practice this week, so it's just like, oh, it's like, but we're, you know what? We're going to still win the championship. I'm feeling the vibes. I'm feeling the vibes. Okay. But then we had a game over at ICANN yesterday. Had the one they call PG3 on court with uh, him and some of his football boys. Football season almost over for them? Oh, football season is it's over, over for, for him. Them. Oh, boy. So we had all the uh, – Back to the court. You know, we had him. We had and Marcus. still lost. We had Marcus. No, nah, we won. Oh, I thought you said you lost. We we, we, we lost the, the girls game. Oh, okay. Over at the G League. At ICANN, we won. All right, back. Good, good, good. Good to hear. How PG three doing? He healthy. Yeah, he was he was doing pretty good. I had, I had to pull him out of the game for a little bit though, man. My boy got in like foul trouble before the halftime. Yeah, they give us six fouls before they foul out, but he my boy had three. I'm like, hey man, I was like, he need to chill out. I was like, yeah, I brought him in. I was like, hey, I was like, I'm just giving you a little bit of a rest. I was like, Cause we need you for the second half. I was like, you're not doing anything wrong. I was like, but they got you at three fouls already. He's like, he's like, I know, but they called me the one. He's like, I got a foul for hitting the ball. I was like, look, hey, we gotta live with the call. Listen, we got a foul. I was like, but you're doing great, dog. Listen, you know how many freaking flag penalties that shouldn't have been called, that should have been called? Oh, my God. And, I want, I, I, and we can't talk to the rest. It has I, to be the head coach. Only the I, head coach like can talk to the rest. I feel like officiating just around, like in, in the sports world in general, has not been the greatest this year. This, this is my uh, observation. A lot of good stuff going on in the sports world, though, this, this even, week. Even in freaking high school. I mean, yes, all right, sh- sh- first off, you know what I'm saying? Listen, first off, before we get on it, shout out to the one and nine Booker Tornadoes. At least they got one win this year. You know, it wasn't quite the finagle that we had the past two seasons where they struggled at the beginning of the season and had a strong second half of the season. Shout out to X Donnelly for his uh – his 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 faith of the SHS sailors, and even though they did not really come up how he wanted them on the win. I mean, they were five or four. But he tried to tell us that they would beat Riverview a couple nah, times. Uh, I knew they weren't going to review. They, had, they, they put up a battle. 32-20. 32-20. It was 38-20. 38-20. My bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Still, whoop that ass. They, they tried. 18-point win. <laughs> hey, shout out, to, shout out to Riverview and shout out to Sarasota, but shout out to Booker Tornadoes, man. We got a JV squad for the girls. Yeah, bro. man. On the basketball. All the basketball wow. season for us, man. You guys are going to be excited for, for basketball season, man. It's like the first time, and I don't even know how long. Me and me and Mr. High C, we're definitely going to be excited for that, man. So catch us at the uh, Booker. We only got 12 games total this year at home. Try to get some road games, if I'm not mistaken. Try to get maybe a review game at home, a review, maybe a Sarasota game or so. Because we've done both of those at, at, at both of those places before, and it wasn't really a bad uh, setup. At I know I was war. I was actually kind of talking to one of the basketball moms. Shout out to Scarlett. She was I was just like, look, I was like, I want you to bring, you know, KK out to one of the Booker games. I was like, unfortunately, we only have six home games this year because it's hard for us to get opponents to schedule us. That's so su- that sucks, man. Even with the basketball, boys and, and, basketball and that's team. literally like, and, and that's it's like teams don't want to come and, here. And, and that's literally what I read on Facebook yeah. from Coach Grace yeah. about even when uh, you know people had asked her why are you only six home games. Hey, it's tough to get people to schedule. You. Locals don't want to do it anymore. Hey, I was one of those people too, man. I was one of those people. I was. Why are we only get six home games? She told her people don't want to play us. And 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 that's what it comes down to. You know, at, at the end of the day, it's it's. It's weird, man. It's the, fine, though. The, the, the sports world is, has gotten pretty weird when, when it comes to the high school athletics. Like, I, I would never 
be that coach. I don't care if, who I have on my team or how good other area teams are. I want to try to play them because that's where I'm going to gauge how good my team is based off of your good team, where I need to try to get better at, where Absolutely. I need to try to improve. That's that's good game film right there. I believe they play Braden River, though, don't they? Yeah. And Braden River obviously has, in my opinion, some of the people say one of the best uh, high school basketball players, girls basketball players in the country, you know, uh, Amira Gordon over there at Braden River, you know, she dropped some buckets. I tell you, I tell you what, man. If you guys are in the Sarasota area and you ever get a chance to go watch Braden River play, wherever they're at, Sarasota Riverview, Braden River Booker, come out and watch this girl, Myra Gordon. And I don't mean to take off the brag from Booker because I am excited for co- uh, co- head coach Antia Grace and the Lady Tornadoes this season. Get inducted. You know, the 15th, I see. By the way, I, I absolutely. You know, she is getting inducted to the uh, USF Hall of Fame. Um, the uh, November, November 15th, 15th, she's going to be a little dinner, and her jersey's getting numbered. So yeah, getting retired. A, well, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. A little over a week. A little bit over a week. So, but shout out to um, shout out to Kashanti Bradley because I see her every Friday night, and she always tells me, she always points at me like this. She tells me, I'll see you. And then and, uh, I forget the other night when I was walking with my dad, the last the last home game, and I seen her sitting there. And uh, she was like, She's like, we got trials this weekend. And I was like, well, I don't got trials. She said, I was like, oh, because you're already on the team, huh? She's like, yeah, you know me. And I was like, well, yeah, you're a senior. You deserve to be on the team. And she's like, well, because I'm shit, too. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, you better stop. I was like, you've been working on your game, though, right? She's like, oh, yeah, of course, of course, of course. I was like, all right, well, I'll see. We'll Listen, see. Our, 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 uh, our trio of when we first started sophomores of Kashanti Bradley, uh, Jayla Dennis, and uh, my girl all Amari Davis, all seniors this year. Sad. This is this is this is it's sad, but it's a special. You know, I think it's going to be a special season for them. I'm, I'm still excited for the teams to come because you know what I'm saying. Well, Daniels, I don't know if you've seen his Facebook post. No, he has a group of like six girls that he had a little tournament with. They won the tournament. They were just killing everybody, and I think most of those girls are coming to book it too. So Good. they're all like eighth, seventh graders. So you know what I'm saying. So. I'm excited for the future for girls basketball at Booker High School. Me too. Especially with a hell of a coach like Shantia Grace because you hold on to her, I feel like good things are going to happen. Might even get a freaking <laughs> state championship. What happened? My boy Rich says, Willie Taggart better get his ass to practice. <laughs> we'll get into that in a minute. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, but first, real quick, I want to run through some quick, quick things. Uh, obviously, UFC last night, Nate yep. Diaz, man. I, was, I expect – you know what? I've seen Nate Diaz obviously uh, losing the third round by TKO, but the call the, the fight was called off with a uh, cut over his right eye. Well, he, I guess he was cut up pretty bad. Yeah, allegedly. he uh, one his both of the same eyes, one right here, but the one was really bad over his left eye. And it was for the BMF belt. Yeah, the BMF uh, belt fight that they headlined at two forty four. Baddest mofo. I baddest motherfucker. That's what it stands for. Yeah, this motherfucker. <laughs> uh, Jorge Masvidal, obviously, you know, obviously we've seen him, uh, I think it was during the John Jones fight where he, uh, TKO, dude, he has the fastest knockout in UFC history. I think it's like five seconds now. And, you know, uh, literally the dude was just working in Nate Diaz all night long. But you know how Nate Diaz is. He's the tough one ever. He really is, dude. And he was, he was, he really did want to go on with the fight, but the doctor said, look, you can't do it anymore. Speaking of MMA. You know what I'm saying? Then that was a good fight. You hear Conor McGregor said he wants to fight Fitty? Oh, my God. <laughs> listen. Listen. I think Fitty will. I don't know. Listen. It, it, I said the same thing when, when Conor or when Fitty tried to fight Floyd. If it's an organized boxing match, 
I think Floyd would whoop the shit out of 50. But if it's a street fight, 50 would whoop Floyd. 50 may have a chance. And it's the same thing in the octagon. If Connor wants to fight, bro, you're telling me Connor won't wrap his little ass around 50's neck and choke his ass out? <laughs> he might. Come on, bro. He might. He ain't going to fucking fight. He ain't going to punch him. He's going to wrap his ass up and choke his ass out in the first round. Come on, bro. This is exactly He's going to use his wrestling, his taekwondo, jiu-jitsu, whatever the fuck he does <laughs> to fucking put 50 down. I heard the same thing. He's going to use his Rex Kondo. Yeah, son. <laughs> the Irish Kondo, whatever it is, yeah. man. The stuff that, you know what I'm saying, makes his hair red. All right, no ginger power. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing wrong with it. That that would be a funny fight though. There was also some other uh, fights in the uh, the boxing world. Yeah, Canelo Alvarez fighting uh, old Sergey Kovalev. Uh, Canelo taking him down TKO in the eleventh round. Canelo Alvarez is just a hell of a fighter, dude. You know, triple C. Uh, him too. That was a hell of a fight. But Canelo is just you know they were showing some of his head moving stuff before that fight and dude. He's incredible to see and watching the fighting game. I feel like boxing is one. That's why I kind of wanted to talk about boxing, just because. You, you think they're going to get that? We think we're going to see that that uh, rematch, that Triple C? Probably not. Triple C is like 100 years old now, bro. He's like 40. Yeah. Hey, my boy's still bad. Yeah, it, it don't matter. But you know what I'm saying? I feel like just boxing in general still needs to be hyped up like it used to because there are really some good fighters out there, you know. And well, you know what? I, I think some of the MMA stuff kind of took some of the shine from that. And, I completely agree. And to be real with you, I think that. Part of the biggest biggest issue is there's not those heavyweights like there used to be back in the day. I mean, you had like at one time you had like Buster Douglas, Mike Tyson. Yeah, but he- back in the day, you that's what like that's George that's Foreman what was, was running boxing. You know what I'm saying? Even Rocky, Rocky was a damn heavyweight. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what was made boxing. Well, that's why boxing was exciting. Well, well and, and, heavy hitters, and, and that's the thing. People like you know with boxing. You know, first of all, they've got the bad stigma about it being rigged and stuff. Which you know, whatever. Depending on the promotions, uh, I'm not going to even try to defend that it is or isn't. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, like you know, what, what was Floyd's record? And out of his record, like what 50 51 wins and how, like he only had like what 15 knockouts or something like yeah. that total so i mean like not saying those 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 smaller guys don't knock people out and and sometimes in some matches but i mean you know saying you don't get those like people like to see those knockout wins and like with those heavyweights a lot of times some guys ain't going 12 rounds to the decision somebody getting knocked out at some point in the match absolutely and that's what people liked about boxing like one of my favorite things about boxing like look i'm all good for the heavy punches the good hits and all that stuff because you know somebody throws a nice comedy like ooh man like you know it gets pretty exciting but man we all it's, it's it's like it's it's like the mma when when i'm watching ufc i'm down for like the split you know when it goes down split to the end decision, or yeah. not, Decisions, but when it comes down to the, the even, judges' decisions, even submissions, I'm like. But I'm trying to see somebody get choked out. I'm trying to see somebody even get roundhouse. Like, eh. Yeah, I'm trying to see somebody I, get knocked out. I want to get, but in all reality, in the UFC, you see more knockouts. Yeah, I want to see somebody hit the like like a, like an old tree that's getting chopped down. Timber. You know what I'm saying <sighs> that's why. In, in all reality, think about it though. Like what you're saying though, that's why Wilder and Fury was such a big popular fight because they were heavyweights. These are two heavyweight guys. And look what he did. He fucking pushed Fury on his back on the twelfth in the twelfth round. You know what I'm saying? And that's what we were all waiting for. Everybody, that's what the whole world was waiting for. When that play when that happened, the whole freaking place went crazy. I went crazy. I'm sure when you were watching it, you went crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what we're all looking for is that big fight power. And all in all reality, like you don't have those heavyweights. And 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 I and I'm not gonna lie. I like that that Wilder is one of those guys who are trying to bring it back. Fury's trying to bring it back. You know what I'm saying? Brandon Marshall, he's trying to fight uh, Wilder. Brandon Marshall retiring from the uh, 
I've seen him work. He's, he's all right. You all right? He's all right. He might be. I mean, he's a strong dude. Obviously, you know what I'm saying? He, he could probably bring some knockout power, but at the end of the day, I mean, you, you're a rookie still, son. You got These cats been doing boxing since they were 20 years old. Yeah. You're now 35. That, since they were like two years yeah, old. Yeah, you're 35, Brandon Marshall, and you're just now starting unless you were doing boxing before you started doing football. I mean, which could be the case, so I don't know. He maybe do a little bit of both yeah. when he was younger. But, uh, you know, shout out to – and going to the baseball world, shout out to the Nationals uh, – Man, I tell you what, coming in as a wild card team, going in, beating the, sweeping the freaking St. Louis Cardinals, and then going in and then beating the Dodgers in six games, and then coming out and just absolutely, wow! You know, shout out to Steven Strasburg. He's gonna be MVP. He's the MVP of the World Series right now, and just the Nationals, Washington Nationals, just absolutely did their thing. No home team won any game. In this series right here, it was all away team winning the roads. Nationals won the first two games in Houston. Houston won the next two games in Washington. Then it went Washington, Houston, Houston, and then and it was just it was crazy, man. So again, shout out to the Washington Nationals getting their first World Series victory without Bryce Harper. The memes that I have been seeing. About Bryce Harper. About Bryce Harper and him. And you know what? He's like, oh, you know, I'm happy. I'm happy they won. No, you're not. You are salty as can be. You're not going to say it, Bryce. Because, you know. You got to be politically correct. You got to be politically. Thank you. But look, I'm going to be real with you. I'm not even a huge baseball fan. Everybody knows that. When, when it comes to baseball, like, I would rather sleep. Um, not, not saying I've never been to a baseball game. Not saying if, you know, somebody hit me up, hey, I got some spare tickets to go watch the Rays. You want to come? Yeah, you know, I go, I go out there. You know, it'll still have, be fun. Because my favorite thing about actual baseball, like, I, I ain't really trying to watch it on TV. But, like, going to a game is fun because you always get the drunk hecklers. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I feel like even though I don't go to many baseball games, I feel like I've always been blessed that whenever I do go, I'm around some drunk hecklers. So it makes the game a lot better. But, man, I'm excited and happy for the the Washington Nationals winning their first one because, man, and, and, and no disrespect to you because I know you, you, you are a Red Sox fan, but, man, it does get tiring seeing the Red Sox or, like, the Yankees, Yankees in it all the time. It is cool to see a, a, a fresh new Well, in all reality, that's kind of what it has been the past few World Series. I mean, besides the Red Sox last year, but the year before that, it was the Astros. The year before that, was the, it was the – it was the the Cubs. I will make this claim right here on this show, though. I even though I am not the biggest baseball fan, if the Rays make it back to the World Series and they actually got content, well, I mean, obviously they're in the World Series, they got contention to win it. I'll go to a game with, with somebody who wants to go. A World Series game? Yeah, it's gonna be expensive. I'm sure. All right, I'm just saying. It's a Tropicana bra sitting like the fiftieth level for like. 20 bucks. Yeah, right. Not in the World Series, dog. Everything's right, more 50. expensive. Oh, you're trying them, dog. <laughs> Man, they're like the top seats are like $5 during the regular season. They can't be inflated it, that much. Oh, yeah, bro. It's the World Series. Things change. We'll see. We'll you see. national TV, then it, it matters. Well, you know, I might have to hit 41 for a night. <laughs> hey, I mean, I'm not going. I might be buying. I might be buying. <laughs> that. I might be lying. So. Anyway, but moving on. Uh, but yeah, Steven Strasburg, obviously the uh, NFL MVP of the World Series, obviously of that series, he's opting out of his four-year deal with the Washington Nationals. Who so it looks like him too, by the way. Yes, right? they did. He's been with the Nationals since day one, man. At San Diego State, I believe. Uh huh. Oh, I remember and, that. 
Look at you. My talking about had, you don't know basketball my, my, or baseball. My boy had them arm issues when he first came. I had some injuries. Um, Rich chiming in. Strasburg, 5-0 and in the playoffs with an ERA under 2, which is really good. Um, Davey Martinez. Uh, Joe, Joe Madden. Hey. Ooh. Yeah, Joe Madden going to be finalizing that deal to become the Los Angeles Angels next manager. So Joe Madden's going over I there. I miss him, man. And then Garrett Cole, you know, obviously a really good pitcher for the Astros in the uh, in the postseason. He's going to be a free agent this season, and pretty much people, somebody came out and said, you know, oh, he's not going to go to the West Coast. And then he came out and said, I never said that. So Garrett Cole's not really guaranteed to be re-signing with the Astros. I don't think they can really afford him, to be honest with you, because talking about a guy who was absolutely stunning in this playoff you know what I'm saying? For the Astros this year, I mean, everybody he played against just absolutely dominated. So, you know, another, there's going to be two big pitchers on the market this season. Obviously, Garrett Cole and Steven Strasburg. So, you know, and I'm not going to lie. For me, because I do watch baseball a little bit and I do know the big name athletes, I do know the big name free agents out there. This is going to be a crazy free agency when it comes to MLB baseball. You know what I'm saying? Because essentially we are in free agency now or uh, off season for the MLB, which is only like a, a three weeks. So, you know, we'll be talking about spring training <laughs> in about a couple weeks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They only get two Seems weeks off. Way. They only get two weeks off. <laughs> I, I'm going to be real with you. I was kind of dry. I was driving by Ed Smith uh, the other day. I'm something like, you know what? Damn. Since they've redone this whole thing to look like uh, the Baltimore Orioles stadium, I haven't even been in there yet. Like, I, maybe, I need to go, maybe I need to go catch the spring training game or something. I do need to go catch the spring training game. I'm not even going to lie to you. I've never, I've not been in there and go watch the Red Sox play. And I'm, I'm going to be real. I, and I don't know why, but cute chicks go watch baseball games. I mean, yes. This is the ones who were behind home plate in the yeah. World Series. I w- how would you have loved to have been the guy sitting, sitting next, next to them? them? Like, for real. Be like, literally, it had been like this. Hey, okay. I need a couple beers down here, ASAP, pronto. Like, <laughs> beer man, where you at? <laughs> First off, that's probably the most exciting thing about the World Series, people were saying. And again, Game 7, the lowest watched televised World Series ever. Lowest watched Game Series, Game 7 in World Series history. That's crazy. Especially with two, in my opinion, with two good games. And, and you know what, that, that kind of goes to where... You know, people like you and people who oh, people who are salty, and especially when it comes because I watched Game Seven. You know what I'm saying? I, I enjoyed Game Seven, and not to mention it was on a little late. Me and you talked about this. You know, what I'm saying talked about how late it was on, and so like, but in all reality, like people like my boss at work, he, he's salty because the Nationals beat him, the Dodgers. He's a Dodgers fan, and like, no, nah, I'm not gonna watch. It. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, stop being salty and enjoy the baseball. You like baseball, but you're not watching because you're mad. You know what I'm well, saying? Like, well, you know what? I, and I get it. And I think the NFL is probably one of the the few sports where people actually it doesn't matter who you're rooting for. At some point, I don't care what team you like. If you don't have, if your team is not in the Super Bowl, you're rooting for a team in the Super Bowl. 
for whatever reason. Every year the Patriots haven't made the Super Bowl, I've watched still. And, 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 you know uh, what I'm saying? Like, I'm not – even when they lose an AFC Championship game, I'm not salty. But that that's the what I'm Broncos saying. Like, won, you know what I'm saying? When they won and beat the Seahawks, you know what but, I'm saying? But that's like, what I'm saying. And even then you were rooting for, like, a specific team for whatever the reason may be because maybe you liked a certain player or you had a certain player in fantasy football, so, you you know, you wanted to see him win the ring Actually, they lost to the Seahawks, and I was rooting for the Seahawks to win, and they whooped the Seahawks, and the Seahawks whooped their ass. So I was happy that that happened. So, But still, yeah. I still watch the games, you know what I'm saying? So people, at the end of the day, people still need to get on the bus and watch the game. I mean, baseball is still exciting, man. I I get it, you know what I'm saying? It seems boring. But watch a Game 7 World Series, Game 7 game. I tell you what, because... I feel like there's more action in the college softball World Series. I disagree. I disagree. I dis- Game 7 in the World Series, MLB? I disagree. Maybe they got better camera angles or something where you can see like the pitches. Yeah, because it's a smaller stuff. field. This, you know, you're probably looking at the ass too. Eh, some of them don't really even ain't even on. I mean, some of the pitches are. Right. I ain't gonna lie, but some me, of them are. That aren't tells me really. you're not really watching then. No, I mean you see the ball movement more. Yeah, because it's a smaller field and it's a bigger ball well, <laughs> and it's yellow. It's the MLB. Get some high def or something up in there, dog. Oh my God. We got like 10K TVs right 4K. now, bro. Yeah, that's what we got. We got QLEDs out there, you man. You remember when Alex Alex Rodriguez hit his bat through his bat into the freaking. Camera? Yeah, dude, but I'm just saying. That's a 4K freaking camera. That cost like $100,000. Thanks a lot. Who's got to pay for it? NBC, that's who. God damn it. Insurance. <laughs> you know that thing is insured. Uh, one huge, huge thing that I want to talk about, obviously, that's why it's kind of number mm-hmm. one before we get into these uh, in a, uh, NCAA games. Um, Speaking of NCAA. Speaking of NCAA, the NCAA allowing players to profit – off their name, which I think is huge. Off their name or likeness, things like that. And what I want people to understand is because people who aren't really like sports fans and don't really understand the uh, the college athletes being able to be paid, it's not like, hey, um, you know, uh, Coach Harbaugh, University of Michigan, if uh, you you sign with us and sign our letter of intent, we're going to give you X amount of dollars per week to go to our school. That's not how it's working. It's not like uh, not saying that, that stuff doesn't go on behind closed doors anyways. Yeah. But, but, what I'm, but what I'm trying to get at is it's not going to be a recruiting tool. All it is is basically higher profile athletes. Let's just say for instance, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence long hair. Maybe you know what I'm saying? Head and Shoulders wants to pay him <laughs> to to be in a commercial now he gets that now he can do that without being penalized or school being penalized. which is no different from some chick in college who has a huge social media thing because maybe she's in the like cosplaying stuff and absolutely or, 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 or she's in the fitness and maybe like some protein companies paying her to promote their stuff online or on instagram or whatever the situation may be along the same lines but they're kept unlike a normal student who is not capped if you are a scholarship athlete you are only allowed to make up to a certain amount per year from what Chad well, was saying. You know, reality is, is it's kind of a loophole too because if you think about it, like even if you know what I'm saying, you know, in a way, like you you're trying to get a big name athlete. Say they're not that big, but they're still a big name athlete. You know what I'm saying? Because in all reality, every every college recruit is not getting paid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, people like me, like, I was a good football player, but, like, I, nobody's giving me $20,000 to come to freaking play football for the, you know what I'm saying? So, like, 
So it's it's the guys who are number one. It's the guys who are the best players in the area. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like every college athlete is going to get paid here. But, like, in a way, it, it could kind of help schools generate people f- to come there because essentially they can give money to whatever – Advertising well, people who are going to give money the, for that person. The main thing. It's kind of a loophole. You know, my the opinion. main thing is going to be the fact that places like EA Sports, it's in the game, yeah, who course. is notorious for their college S- football, their yeah. NCAA uh, college and basketball games that a lot of people actually used to really love. Oh, yeah. Because you can do like a. Cre- Some people prefer the NCAA well, one. Back games. in the day, you used to be able to do the creative player and draft him through uh, up to the next levels and stuff like that. So somebody like, uh, for instance, yeah, but back, take think think about it though. Now they could merge that to where and actually have the names. Yeah, though. It, but, like, but, like, but, just, but just that. But you say you create a player in NCAA, work him way four years, and then once you have Madden twenty, somehow, some way, you can put in a code to where he is in Madden twenty, and now you can get him draft drafted him or whatever. And because there is that one mode in Madden twenty well, where you can play. And Zach had a good point. We were talking about this. He's like, I wonder if they'll be able to put the players' names on their jerseys now because remember yeah, back in the day like absolutely. the NCAA like Tim Tebow it was just like his little 15. name like it was just NO15 yep. you know saying number 15 like yep. it didn't say like Tebow on the back so now you can actually get paid you know with them being able to get paid for the for their likeness it'd probably just be a flat rate across the board for anybody who's in the game yep. and then you know it'd be the official I mean they were the official legit yeah, roster it'd definitely then. be a flat rate but, for but sure. like for instance like at the NCAA game you know like if it was already something that was established Zion Williamson would have been in the game as Zion. Because, like, back in the day, like, if I'm not Whoever mis- the top players can probably get paid to be on the cover or something like that. Back in the day, when I'm, if I'm not mistaken, like, for the offensive, like, like, Reggie Bush came in to NCAA Studios and they put the little balls on him and he did the whatever, whatever, running and stuff. But, like, for the offensive linemen, they used, like, the same person as the whole offensive line, you know what I'm saying? Instead of now, like, they have everybody from, like, NFL-wise, they have everybody who's on the roster who starts anyway come in and and they modify them exactly. So like, but back in the day, it was to where literally there was the one person on the offensive line who they modified that whole time. So, like, but now like they could change the whole game with a whole bunch of ways. And essentially, this could help kids make money, and it could help them make more money in ways because you know what I'm saying. So I think it's a great move by the NCAA, and uh, you know they they voted unanimously, you know on tu- on Tuesday. So that all changes to make sure that students, athletes, and have some opportunities to make money as all the students maintain the priorities of education and college experience. So still, like I said, it, in a way, it's, it could be essentially a, could yeah. be a job for kids. And, and to answer your question, Rich, he has uh, he wrote, if uh, they are going to get paid, does that mean they have to stay the entire four years? No, because they're just getting paid off their likeness yeah. and the, their like. Ain't got name. nothing to do with the school. It's nothing yeah. to do with the school itself. It, it's basically for them branding themselves. I was just saying, Rich is like, what I was saying is like, if there's a top tier athlete, who they can essentially say like, who is the Ohio State guy, the uh, tattoo guy, uh, Trump uh, Like for instance, how he was trading those tattoos and stuff for yeah. autographs. Now he can like so, say somebody like Trevor Lawrence, and, and uh, going back to him, if some car dealership wanted to have him come in and do like a meet and greet slash autograph session and give him ten thousand bucks, they can do it. Mm-hmm. And then people come in there; they have like some you know bar. Obviously, he would get a percentage thing. of that because somebody would else get a percentage. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I was just saying like it could be a loophole for like teams to like say like. Gatorade is your main, or Jordan Brand is like one of your main sponsors for the school. 
say Jordan brand wanted to sp- sponsor that specific athlete. You know what I'm saying? Now that Jordan, now these brands like Nike, Adidas, uh, Re- uh not Reebok, but uh, uh, Under Armour. Now these, 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 these uh, shoe companies and stuff can get these guys in college instead of waiting for them to come out of college. You know what I'm saying? That'll be huge Thanks. because they can sell endorsement deals. I believe that's what I believe that's what what could happen because again, it's their name, it's their likeness, and they're they're not selling the college; they're selling themselves when it comes to Jordan Brand and and shoe deals and stuff like that. But say like they have the, a, a big sponsor is like I don't know Kentucky Fried Chicken. I'm just throwing a name out there. My loophole is what I was saying is like. They could give whoever the school can give whoever twenty thousand dollars to give it to him and make it seem like oh he did advertisement for us. You know, I, I'm just saying it's a yeah. way it could happen like that too. I'm sure there's some some guidelines against some of that though. I don't know if if it is. I let's see, but I'm just saying I feel like there could be a loophole for for people like that, just for athletes to make money. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day. Maybe the NCAA is smarter than that. Maybe they put it to yeah. I'm sure. Like I'm that. sure that uh, that black and white writing is a uh, pretty, pretty like. Uh, so you yeah, know, the new rules will be implemented. Uh, dotted, T's crossed. Implement new rules by January 2020, 2021. So this is not a right away thing anyway. So it's still going to be a couple years or, or next year. Yeah. Uh, next two years before it actually gets in, in put into place. But still, man, I think that's a huge step in in all reality because. Some of these kids, you know, you know, Tim Debo even said it himself, you know, and he was kind of against it. These kids getting paid, but you know, because in all reality, he was against it because Tim, you probably live pretty comfortably in your life, man. You know, what I'm saying you transferred from high school to high school, you know, what I'm saying, and that's not cheap to do back in the day. It's not like you were living with your grandma, brother. You, your mom and dad were moving you places. You know, what I'm saying. So at the end of the day, like he was living pretty comfortably back then, so he probably didn't have to really worry about money. But think about it. You ever seen the movie The Program? Yeah. And you know how Alvin Mack, the big dude, breaks his leg and his and but he goes home one Christmas and his mom is living in like this little shack. That's how it is sometimes out there, man. These athletes don't have much in this world, and that's all they got is their God gifted athletic ability. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So they're depending on money. You know what I'm saying? Not maybe not from NCAA, but they're depending on their athletic ability, especially if they're a top tier athlete, to go to the next level to make that money to help. Get their mama and get their, their, their selves and their family out of, out of struggling places. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, or even just to survive themselves, because, I mean, let's be real. You know, if you come from a poor family and you're like that, it's not like um, some of the kids who might be more well-off where, you know, maybe your parents can afford to send you a couple hundred bucks a week to, to you know, help supplement some of that stuff. Because, I mean, it, it's College been, expensive it, too, it's, bro. Well, it's been well noted, though, that even some of these athletes, um, you know, even on the ESPN Thirty for thirty. Speaking about the U, which we're going to get into in a minute, with, with their went over uh, Florida State last night. You know, those guys only get like X amount of dollars for the weekend for meals, and it's like you know, you're talking about some of these guys like the size of Vince Wilfork. Man, that dude ain't man. That dude ain't getting by off no fifty, sixty bucks for food. He's eating fifty, sixty bucks for, for food for at night, yeah, son. He eating fifty, sixty bucks in a day. A day, yeah, exactly, for sure. absolutely. But Especially suppo- nowadays, you're talking about breakfast, lunch, dinner, you're talking about a dub, dub, dub. But like I said, but just Tim Tebow was one of the most jersey sales of all time back then. You know what I'm saying? When that, that 1540 jersey, but he could have his name on the back of it, but still, it was the 1540 jersey, and it sold everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Because he it was did. one of the most decorative college athletes of all time, and everybody all reality, he him. was. So, like, everybody loved Tim Tebow, but he didn't make a dime off that. But you imagine how much money he could have made off of that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying it's a huge step 
and, and for the future, you know what I'm saying? Because eventually, eventually, I feel like these these schools will end up be paying these college these kids money to play football. I, I feel like eventually we will lead into that. Maybe we'll see. It'll probably be some kind of set pay scale, though. Of course, it will be. Make it like because for, for everybody, it's not like if you're the better player, you get more money. No, 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 no. It's going to be a base salary. For everybody. And we've done the math. You know what I'm saying? We've done this math. Me and you've done this math Billions. at home. It's not even that much money. If you paid a kid $500 a week, you know what I'm saying? Every single kid, it's only like two. Dude, we, we've done the math. It's not that much money, man. Especially off the, off, literally off the money that these, they're making off these kids every Saturday. And, and advertisements and all that other stuff, fun stuff for the stadium. Merch, everything. Come on, man. Come on. Everybody, into, everybody knows you, your, your team doing good and the merch sales are up. absolutely, bro. That's that campus store is always crazy at the end of them game days. Uh, get into these games. Top twenty five. Obviously, we're gonna run down first. Get into that Miami. Really not top twenty five because both of them suck. But you know what I'm saying. Sorry, I had to say it. it's just the truth. But you know what I'm saying. Both the uh, it's a rivalry. It's still a rivalry. We still got to talk about it. And, and, and I got to defend that real quick because we're probably I got to get a water. We're probably the best five and four team in the nation. Oh my god! We are. Listen, listen all, to this guy. out of all of our four losses, all of them are by six points or less. So it's not like we're just getting dog walked or, or, or getting whooped by teams. We're beating ourselves. But last night in yesterday's game. I mean, I definitely see some improvements. Now, mind you, it was against a Florida State team, but I mean, Jaron Williams is looking money. Enos's call playing has been better. That defense is playing better now that uh, you know uh, Manny Diaz is involved. And I think it was a much needed win. For well, yeah, the, for I the think team, it was for, for the sure. team because not only did we win, we won with like a statement. It wasn't close like the last couple wins against the Florida State Seminoles, even though both teams haven't been, you know, on the top of their game. You know, those last two games that we played against them and we won have kind of came down to the wire. This one, we pretty much, you know, had the better of uh, FSU the whole entire game. And I think that was the, uh, you know, it, it, it was a, a, a really good game. Now, did it have the same, you know, presence about it as some of the games in the past of course not but until both teams get back to that national kind of uh dominance you know it, it's, it's going to be a little down and, and to be honest with you I, I think you know miami's transformation the new miami i think they're kind of in that step and I, i'm not 100 percent sure if, if those florida state seminoles have, have those those kids on that football team have bought into willie taggart i really don't and you know what? One thing I do have to say about FSU is I think they really do need a quarterback. I don't think they have a quarterback like at all. I don't think any of the quarterbacks they have Blackburn, Hornibrook. I don't think those are the guys. I don't think those are the guys that are going to help lead this team to a successful season. And all reality is shows. I think Jaron Williams, your freshman quarterback, I think he played amazing yesterday, twenty-one and thirty-seven. I think. Can I be had, real with you? Two touchdowns. I mean, three hundred thirteen yards. That was an amazing game. I'm gonna be real with you, bro. From a coach's perspective, I don't think I would even recruited a dude named Hornibrook. I agree. I agree, and right now I'm sitting here trying to t- trying to do something right here, trying to do a, a Sunday morning podcast. That's exactly what I'm trying to do. People don't people don't understand that though. You know what I'm saying? But still, we got we got we got to prove them wrong. We got to prove them wrong. But still, but like I said, but I think FSU's biggest concern is what Craig just said. This, this team right here isn't buying in, and we'll see where Willie Taggart's recruits coming. I think. A lot of people are saying, fire Willie Tiger, fire Willie Tiger. But at the end of the day, I think you have to wait for his recruits to come in and wait to see where he's going to do with the people that he wants to be on his team. So if you're the AD, Florida State, are you giving Willie one more year? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. I think this is where his recruits do start to come in, if I'm not mistaken. You know what I'm saying? So, absolutely. I think that uh, you get one. Because I, I I think they need a quarterback. And who knows? Maybe a quarterback decides to transfer from somewhere. Transfer portal? I mean, exactly. You never know. It's one of those things. I, I think it did help us with recruiting. Rich has a pretty good point here, though. He says, you know, it's bad when five and four is a good thing and you're finding positives. Well, it, I mean, it's a new coaching staff. All that stuff, new systems, a little bit of every, everything's a little bit different. Uh, different. I mean, the defense is kind of the same, but it was a, a different DC, um, and, and you can kind of tell that Manny kind of implemented his some 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 Manny Diaz, and then that, and the defense has become a lot of the last couple of games. Um, offensive line did look a little bit better. They are progressing. It's not like we're just suck. You know, like, like they've been getting better throughout the whole year. So I mean, very young offensive line for for the Miami Hurricanes. Um, I'm, I'm not so sure about. The, the Florida State Seminoles, they might have a young line as well. I mean, in all reality, I don't – I mean, listen, I don't really know what people were expecting from Willie the Tiger. I think people around this area are really rooting for him because, you know, he's a local guy or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. You know what I'm saying? But I don't really think he was that good of a coach to begin with. You know what I'm saying? He really, really wasn't doing all that. I mean, he kind of was at Oregon. I don't know how many games he won that once. I, I mean – I I, I I really don't understand, you know, why people were expecting so much from him because in all reality he really wasn't doing much at Oregon. You know, it's not like he was going at ten to zero as a coach over there. I mean, it wasn't like he was shining. I think he was average. Wasn't he over there only like one year? Yeah, two years? one or two years, man. And you know what I'm saying? Like, and he left Oregon to come to Florida State, which I, I, I don't know. Maybe that's because you want to come home I mean, and Mario you get your home state. Happy. I guess you're right. You're right. Former Kane, right? By the way, but it, it, but it's just at the end of the day, man. Like I, I just I don't understand why people. And I'm not saying Rich. I'm not saying you were. I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying people in general and Florida State fans in general. I don't think you should have been expecting much from Willie Taggart to begin with because, I mean, he was kind of average to begin with. He said it. they got Jim Levin in the waiting. Hey, I seen the funniest meme though because you know after games like that, you obviously see memes. They have a meme of the Oregon Duck, the little mascot, like, hey, cuz, you like the present I sent you? <laughs> and then Sebastian's like, thanks, cuz. Talking about Willie Taggart. <laughs> I was like, damn. That's funny. That was a good one. That's a good one. But, yeah, I mean, Jim Levin, who who, who, who somebody I feel never should have been let go from USF. I agree. Talking about Jim Levin, talking about a guy who uh, recruited Mike, uh, Mike Ford from Sarasota. Mike Ford did wonders up there for USF at Jim Levin. I'm not even going to lie. Actually, Mike Ford and USF were ranked number one in the country, if I'm not mistaken, with Jim Levitt as a head coach one point at one time, if I'm not mistaken, and then losing to the University of Cincinnati the next week. Bearcats. If I'm not mistaken. Because I watched that game. I thought, because I was really hoping for Mike Pollen for Mike in the USF that year, man. Ah, gosh. Sarasota kid, man. You got you to gotta shine, shine for them kids. Uh... Obviously, Miami did get the win, twenty-seven to ten. Did get the sniffing out the win. Uh next game was uh, Florida and Georgia, man. That SEC rivalry, and uh, it was a defensive battle. Definitely, definitely a defensive battle. Neither really team scored many points. You know, I think it was uh, ten to nothing at one point. Georgia was winning, and uh, you know, Drake from twenty thirty, he had a pretty solid State game, Farm. but still, yep, Jake from State Farm. <laughs> Wearing the same colors, essentially, too. Look, look, I'm gonna be real with you, man. And you know, I, I think that uh, a f- 
the five and four Miami Hurricanes, who everybody's been down on, they came out and even though they lost to the Florida Gators in the first game of the season, they showed that that team was was a little bit suspect and it was a team that can be beat. Yeah, Felipe Frank is injured and they're on, they're on the backup quarterback who's been playing yeah, pretty but solid. Yeah, Felipe Frank wasn't even that good to begin with. I didn't think he was that and, good. And, and their backup quarterback's been playing solid, but I knew that when they, once they got to this stretch, I even called it out after. After the the, the uh, Miami loss, I said, "Hey, look! I said Florida's a good team. I- I'm not gonna lie, but when they get to this stretch and they got to face, you know, the Georgias and the LSU's of the world, and they got to go against Auburn and, and stuff like that, it's, it's going to be a different story. They may come up with a couple losses. I, I don't think they're as good as, as as the Florida fans thought they were." And you know what? They they kind of uh, – and no knock on the Florida Gators. I think they're still going to be playing in a, in a really good bowl. They are a really good team. I'm not taking any of that away from them at all. But, man, when they play against those heavy hitters in the SEC, it's going to be tough. See, I think that says exactly what it is. I mean, you know, I don't think people really expect LSU to be as good as they were this year. Obviously, the number one team in the nation right now. LSU's on fire. And, you know, that's a really hot team right now. You know, that was a great game between LSU and Florida. I think it was. I think it was another even great game between, you know, Florida and Georgia. But, you know, Georgia has a great defense. I'm not taking that away from them because at the end of the day, you know, Florida just doesn't have the offense to back it up. I mean, and then it comes to the quarterback play. I think they have amazing receivers, an amazing running back situation. They have fast guys. They have talented guys. But if you don't have a quarterback that can produce, and Trask wasn't that bad yesterday. He, he had a solid game. But still, you have to have a quarterback to lead your team. And, you know, when they got when they got their, their secondary guy coming in, running the play sometimes, Florida's play calling is just absolutely terrible. I mean, sometimes they, they bring in us uh, uh, sincere. I forgot his I forgot his for first or last name, but it's sincere something like that. They brought him in and they knew exactly what he was doing. It's just like what Booker was doing. They bring Jameer Hayes in and run it to the right. You know, saying the little keeper stuff. And you know exactly what they're doing and they they stiffen out like ten miles away. So I th- I just feel like that's what Florida problem is all season long is their their offensive coordinator. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing. I don't know who's calling the plays over there, but they need to sort that out ASAP because I really feel like that's Florida's biggest problem. I think they have a solid defense, but at the end of the day the, their offense does not score points. Yeah, I mean they got a pretty tough schedule coming up, or now a pretty easy schedule coming up the rest of the way. This that tough this that that stretch for them this, these past three games was their tough schedule. That's all it was for them. Yeah, this is that little stretch. They got uh, I believe they got Vanderbilt, uh, Missouri, and FSU to round out their their schedule. Looking to me like three wins right there. Those are all winnable games for them. Um, like I said, I still, I still think they'll be a top ten team. Oh yeah. Um, when it's all said and done, they'll finish strong. Yeah, I, I think they'll finish strong. They might get a little help from, uh, you know, from the from the football guys and move up the ranks a little bit. Um, I, I think they'll miss the playoffs, um, but but they'll be a pretty good team. Right now, Georgia controls their destiny as far as the uh, SEC game, I believe. Let me get down to that just to double check. Yeah, the, with the Bulldogs winning. They they as long as they win out, barring no more losses, um, they they'll be the ones that look like the uh, title contenders to either LSU or Alabama for the SEC title. Well, next week we got Alabama LSU, so that's going to be something to look forward to. We got one versus two. Obviously, I think both of those teams are going to stay one and two when it's all said and done after today. I think we get the standings here soon. 
But at the end of the day, I think both those guys are going to stay one or two. I believe Ohio State had an, a bye week as well. I think Alabama, LSU, and Ohio State all had bye weeks this week. And I think that was their second bye week, Ohio State's bye week of the season, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, but, you know, again, we can determine who's going to be number one, number two in the SEC after this 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 game next week. And I believe that's the game of the week. I think that's what College Danby is going to be at. I would hope so because it's 3.30. And it's definitely one and two. It's at Alabama. It's in Tuscaloosa. 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 So, yeah, one and two next week, and that's definitely going to be a big game. It's funny because look on ESPN right here. What does that say? Versus LSU, number one. No, but it's LSU versus LSU, number one. Got you, ESPN. You stay classy over there, ESPN. You stay classy. No, I, I see what it is, though. It, it just has all their – it's their logos. It's the logos, but it's versus LSU. But it's just funny the way it looks. It looks like it's like the team versus the team. So, yeah, they're versus LSU. They should have just did verse with the, the, the logo. But, yeah, LSU – I think that's gonna be that's that's the game of the week, and it's a three thirty game. You know, there's there's a couple of big games coming up back to back weeks. Uh, next week we got LSU and Alabama, and the week after that we got Penn State and Ohio State. So, and that's that's Ooh. three and five, and we don't know if you know what I'm saying who knows Maryland could come in Ohio State and beat Ohio State. Who knows? Doubt it's gonna happen, but who knows? And Penn State could lose Did next Maryland week. Maryland just lose Michigan. I think so. But I'm just saying. Right. Just saying. I'm I'm not saying Maryland's gonna come beat Ohio State. I'm just saying it could happen. Anything could happen on Saturdays and Sundays, correct? Yeah. Football guys don't mess around. Yeah. All right. But still, you know, I think there's some big games coming up at these last few weeks and then at the end of three weeks we got Michigan Ohio State. So uh yeah, what you looking at? This car had like his window busted open and like now this dude's going through it right now. Maybe it's his car. I don't think so. Because he was just riding, he rolled up to it, and then that dude rolled up to it after he rolled by it. Are we watching a theft in on live live uh, podcast right now? I think we might be. We might be watching a live theft right now. Can oh my god, the camera my my camera can see it. My camera can see it too, right there. That dude, might be a live theft. Dude is rocking the UFC nights on his, on his uh, his skate. I mean, he's definitely got something in his hand. Damn, that car window was definitely busted open. Did you got witness that happen? Or was that there like that this morning? I think it was like that this morning. Someone's girlfriend got pissed off. Something. Something happened. A L- little hoopty hoopty. But yeah, uh, like I said, there's going to be some big college games coming up in the next few weeks. Definitely one. I don't think that's pretty much all we got. I, I, I'm going to look over the schedule for this upcoming week. What are we... So this is week 10. Yeah, it's week 11. Week 11 next week. So next week you got Penn State, Minnesota. That's going to be a big game, actually. So like I said, Penn State could lose. I mean, Baylor TCU is going to be a good one. Ohio, Iowa, St- Ohio State, Maryland. Iowa, Wisconsin. I, Wisconsin, man. I tell you what, they just kind of taken a downfall. Two, two losses in a row. Lose to Illinois. They lose to Ohio State. You know, who knows? This could be a third loss in a row. Iowa team, man, that's a tough team. That Big Ten, that Big Ten rivalry is always tough as well. So who knows? Wisconsin could go down for a third straight time here. Wisconsin is a five point favorite. That's nineteen versus eighteen. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, there's three a few good games next week. Definitely a few good games next week. Can't say Miami's playing anybody tough. 
I'm the best five and four team in the country. He says. We are the best five and four team in the. country. <laughs> what does that even mean, man? You know exactly what it means. All right, we're gonna take a real quick commercial break. Are they back in the car? Yeah, homeboy done open up the back and everything else. Maybe that's his car. But why would he not drive it away? Maybe he maybe left his keys at the house. Nah. <laughs> My boy is literally just taking stuff in the car. Straight up. And now, they're, now they're going off that way. Damn, we just watched it. Th- hey, at least we got it on Facebook Live. The cops need evidence. For sure. Just we got it. Well, we're going to take a real quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to get into this NFL. We got a lot to get into. We're going to talk about these games and get into these picks. There's no bad sports talk. We're right back. There's nothing like having a peace of mind and comfort. So, when your home is overrun with all kinds of critters, there's only one man to call. Tim, owner-operator of Carefree Pest and Termite Solutions. The absolute top of the line in pest control and removal. Carefree won't just treat the problem, they'll solve it. With free estimates, up-to-date technology, and reasonable pricing, Carefree has all the skills needed to kill your pest and termite ills. For more information, call Tim at 941-556-9019. Check him out online at www.carefreepestsolutions.com. Carefree Pest and Termite Solutions. Satisfaction guaranteed. I found Nirvana for medical marijuana. What are you talking about now, Cha-Cha? Well, I'm talking about Point Luma now. Who? Point Luma now. They are a holistic medical spa that also specializes in cannabis and prescribes your medical marijuana cards. And I know what you're thinking. Cha-Cha, it's not even season right now. I can't afford a cannabis card. Isn't it usually around, like, what, $200? Mm, good news for you, dudes. Point Luma now is running a hella good deal. July through August, they have a new member summer special starting at only $99 for your first consultation to get your cannabis card. Maybe you already have your cannabis card. You know, you already have a doctor, but you're not really feeling them your doctor isn't quite what you need well good news for you dudes too because for only 47 dollars, you can transfer your doctors today with both of these offers you will receive a free massage or facial but wait there's more not only that but you're going to receive 10 percent off any cbd product with your first visit just tell them that cha-cha from cha-cha's cannabis corner sent you to make your appointment, call today at 941-217-6828. Again, Point Luma, no. Cannabis, yeah. Cannabis, yeah. Man, I'm starving, but I don't know what I want to eat. You should go check out the all-you-can-eat wings for $14.99 every Tuesday at the Public House Tap and Grill. All-you-can-eat wings for $14.99? Yeah, they even have all-day happy hour every day with $5 premium wells, $5 imports, and even $5 craft beers from some of the best local breweries like J-Dubs, Uptop, Big Tops, Ashley Gang, and Motorworks, Roll Cage, and Pulp Friction. What are we waiting for? Let's go to the Public House now. Where is it located? Public House Tap and Grill, 6240 North Lockwood Ridge Road, Sarasota, Florida. Eat in public, drink in public, be seen in public. Hey everybody, this is Awesome, and now back to No Boundary Sports Talk with Derek. Blue, you're my boy! Craig, I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. And Zach. Let's take this time to say whatever it is we want while the door is closed. And let's get ready to No Boundary Sports Talk! This is the only show that I feel might have a boundary or two, but I'm going to listen anyway. 
Welcome back to No Boundary Sports Talk. Get into the NFL topic. Shout out to my man Talik Eaton yesterday getting a touchdown on the big board from Marshall University. Booker grad. I believe Osiris Mitchell got a touchdown yesterday on the big Mississippi State. Shout out to all them Booker boys doing the thing in the next level. See some Booker boys do the thing today in the NFL level as well. Marlon Mack. The return of the Mack. Return of the Mack. I was like saying that. If, if I had him, that'd be my, my fantasy name. I don't understand why that's not your fantasy name. Because I know you have him. Because it's, it's the Goonies. I'm not feeling it. I know that's your little motorcycle club, but I'm not feeling it. Turn to the max sounds 10 times better. How are you doing in fantasy, by the way? I'm doing all right. Your fucking brother pisses me off. We've talked about this already. Mr. Eric Wiley... We had a full out conversation about how he don't have. There's no receivers on the receiver line on the on the fantasy on the on the waiver line. Talks about how there's too many players on the too many people on people's benches, and the fucking dude beats me, twenty three hundred or twenty one hundred. You know what I'm saying? Slaughters me. Had a guy score zero. Yeah, and it has two. It literally two receivers do absolutely nothing. Literally, Stat. and he still fucking beats me. Don't know how it happens. But you know what? That's just the luck of the draw, I guess, when you play a fucking Wiley, because I've lost to both of them fuckers this season. He took over first place. I know! Jesus, man. Both the Wileys have fucked me this season of fantasy. Thank you. I appreciate it. I still lost to the I lost to the worst team in the league at the, at the time. Who? A couple weeks ago. Yeah, I know. I thank God that, because if you didn't, then you would have been in a commanding first place lead. But you both lost. We both lost, and that was good. And then but I I'm playing for first Eric. place today, so Smokey's going down. Of course you're going to beat him. No way. There's no way in hell Tevin Coleman and Latavius Murray are both having 400 fucking point fantasy games again. Well, well, well Latavius- And if you guys don't know, we say 400 points because in this league, you just add another zero. Okay. So Tevin Coleman had 40 points that game that year that week, and Latavius Murray had three, 30 points fantasy that week. Okay, so just add another zero to it. That's why we're saying 400, 300. Okay, but go ahead. What were you gonna say? Well, Coleman only got him 30 points. Well, which is like three points in, in the normal league. In Honeycrust, he got him 400. No, I'm talking about just this week though. Well, in the last week when he played me, 400. Yeah, but we're talking about now. I'm talking I'm about currently 400. He has 453 points, and that's with Tevin Coleman's 38 points. Tevin Coleman stabbed for him, along with Dalvin Cook and Latavius Murray. Well, I'm looking like I'm okay so far. You're going to be fine. You see his receiving core? And I don't have – Actually, he can steal him back. I, I don't have Marlon Mack on, on uh, this team. I have him on my CBS league. Okay. What's your short, short bus superstars? Yeah. Which I dig that name. You got to leave that one. That one's, I don't know, man. I feel like you haven't changed your name. You haven't won in that league that much. I have won in that league. How much? When? When was the last time? It's, it's been a while. Okay, so it's change the name. Maybe you'll win. Switch it to Return of the Mac. Maybe. I'm just saying. Maybe you got to change things up a bit. I'm just literally, sometimes when I'm playing Fortnite, and like, oh, man, I got to change the skin, get out of the vibes. Next game, I'll win. Just saying, you got to change things up a bit. You got to change things up a bit. It's the luck of the draw, man. It's the luck of the draw. I want, I want, uh, let me let me see if I can look at what my current streak is. Yeah, I'm five and uh, five and three. I'm five and three in Honeycrust. So thanks a lot, Smokey, for beating me. Now I'm in third place behind these two schmucks. And uh, 
Yeah, Jen, right now. Oh, yeah, I forgot. We got a London game going on right now. Oh, we do got a London game going on. Shout out to the uh, Houston Texans and the Jacksonville Jaguars. See what the score of that is real quick. Since Craig Dunn, 3 nothing Houston. 221 left to go in the first. Jacksonville has the ball. First 10 on the Jacksonville 28. So, yeah. When are we going to get a team in London? Hopefully, February. That's probably going to happen eventually. Andy Dalton got benched. Andy Dalton, the struggling Bengals team. I think they only have one win this season, I believe. And if not any, Andy Dalton did get benched this past week for Finley. So Ryan Finley will start today for the for the for the Cincinnati Bengals. The Rams, you know, we had a, a slew full of trades at the deadline. The Rams took made a couple of trades. The 49ers made a couple of trades. You know, the Giants made a couple of trades. Giants trading for uh Lenar Williams. Adams did not get traded. He was a little, a little frustrated. A little salty about that one. He I don't did. think he was wanting to be traded. I think he was just. He wasn't. He yeah. was upset that they were they even took trying calls, to stop him. Yeah. And he pretty much said, you know, do the Patriots take calls on Tom Brady? How do you know they don't? How do you know that they don't? Because Belichick never comes out and says that he did. Exactly. So how, did, how does he know that? So don't sit there and say that they don't take calls on Tom Brady because you don't know that. I'm sure they've taken many calls on Tom Brady before. Yeah. But the – Jesus Christ. New York Giants making a trade for the New York Jets' old defensive lineman, Lenar Williams. Lenar Williams, first-round draft pick uh, back in 2015. So this is a, a, a very good player in my opinion. I think this is – we talked about this. You know, I think it would be a solid player for the Giants. I don't think Lenar Williams or Lenar Williams is really that good of a defensive lineman. I think he's solid, though. I think he definitely could benefit and help that team, no doubt. But uh, this is the first time that these two teams have ever made a trade in NFL history. Wow. First time. So the Jeffs will receive a third-round pick in 2020 and a fifth-round pick in 2021. And a fifth-round pick in 2021 will become a fourth-rounder if Williams signs an extension with the Giants before the start of the 2021 league. So, you know, obviously the Jets get a a little bit of reimbursement. Jets, another team who aren't really doing that well. Sam Donald missed a few first few weeks with Mono. So, you know – Jets, Dolphins, a uh, couple other teams pretty much tanking, if I'm not mistaken. You know, and obviously going into the NBA world, talk about the Warriors real quick, Craig. One in five, losing Draymond now. Both Draymond's going to be out for, the, for a little bit too. So, yeah, man. Think about it, though. People are like, oh, yeah, the Warriors are no good. The Warriors are no good. I'm like, think about it, though. Next year, they get Klay Thompson man. back. And if they play like poop this year, they might get a fucking lottery pick. Yeah. So y'all better stop being scared and y'all be worried about what the Warriors are going to be like next year, fam. Y'all be chill. <laughs> Think about it, though. Think about it. They're, they're, if they're bad, they get a lottery pick, fam. And I'm just saying, their, their, their last lottery picks have been pretty solid for them. Hence, Clay Thompson, uh, Steph Curry. Yeah. Just saying. But uh, obviously, the 49ers trading for uh, Emmanuel Sanders. That's a big uh, big plug for them because I think he's shined the past two games for them. I think he scored a touchdown in both games for the, for the yeah. 49ers. Some movement around the area and it's it's kind of it's kind of cool seeing the NFL get to like that uh trade deadline situation and people actually getting moved and stuff more uh frequently than than what we used to see in the past. Um before you would barely see anything like that go down. Barely hardly any ever trades. If it was you know a trade nine times out of ten, it was usually around like draft time, some stuff like that. You didn't really see them like towards that trade deadline, very few. Now you're seeing teams, hey, 
You big know big names too. Mm-hmm. Manuel Sanders being traded to the San Francisco 49ers in exchange for a fifth round pick. And Emmanuel Sanders, San Francisco get a 2020 third round pick and a fourth round pick. So, again, 49ers, you know, John Lynch spent a little bit of money trying to make that team just a little bit better. Sanders, a 32-year-old wide receiver, kind of getting aged, trying to get that veteran leadership into the locker room. Does have a very young receiving core over there, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. You know, they got Richie James. You got uh, uh, Marquise Goodwin. Pettis. You know, so still, uh, uh, George Kittle, another young guy, a guy who's been in the league for about two or three years now. So still, just a young receiving core over there, trying to get some veteran leadership. I, th- I love the move. And like I said, he's shined in the past two games, half scored a touchdown in both the last two games for the 49ers. So. Now, there was a questionable signing this week. And I'm wondering if that would have, if this, this is the best landing spot for Josh Gordon. You know what? It kind of scares me. And, and you think about it, though. Think about how big DK Metcalf is. Yeah. Big dude, physical, strong as hell. And I'm going to show you this Instagram post real quick of Josh Gordon. And I want you to just think about these two dudes lining up on the outside with each other. Him and DK. I mean, he a big dude too, but I'm just saying he's in Seattle though. He's fine. He's fine. It's legal in Washington. I know. It's He's fine. He's fine. He's 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 done a twelve step program. All right, he's fine. Right. Let him be. Okay. He's probably smoking on the plane on the ride there. What you talking about? For sure. But literally, I think it's gonna be a good deal. I think it's a great move for the Seahawks. I think I think Josh Gordon definitely has proved. I think a lot of people were like, "Oh, is he gonna get picked up?" Yeah, absolutely, he was gonna get picked up. I think he's proved that he's back in the NFL. He's had a few few step back, a few a few minor step backs. But at the end of the day, like. The Patriots did see something in him. And the only reason the Patriots cut him because we were getting to kill Harry back from IR. And we traded for Mohamed Sanu. And Mohamed Sanu is, I'm sorry, a very good possession receiver. And that's what the Patriots love. The Patriots love possession receivers. Yeah. We have one of the best possession receivers in the NFL. His name is Julian Edelman. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, the Patriots are going to have a guy who's just as big as, as, as Josh Gordon. Maybe not as strong, but just as big tall-wise. And probably just as good as hands, if not better. You know what I'm saying? So again, I I I I'm not I'm not okay with the move because I love Josh Gordon. I really did. I was really hoping to see like what he could really do for the Patriots. And I but I guess you know two years of him missing half those year seasons on some bullshit last year and him getting hurt. I guess the Patriots seen enough. Yeah. So and I, I I've never been the one to question Bill's moves before, so I'm not going to question them now. But again, I think it's going to be scary for the Seahawks. We'll see. Rich has a question. He's like, uh, Nick Foles comes back. Who do you pick, him or Gardner Minshew? Man, Minshew Magic's been going pretty good, though. I say you you stay with the high hand for a bit. Talking about what's the J- J- uh, Jaguars record? Hold on. Okay, so they're four and four right now. They're losing three to nothing. Minshew's five of six for twenty three yards with the stash, and they're driving. I say stay with Gardner, or Gardner Minshew for now. Just, I mean, because at the end of the day, if you got a healthy Nick Foles, you stay with the high hand. I mean, I say he's not really the high hand because you're four and four. I mean, I, nah, nah, never mind. I, I go back with Nick Foles. I go back with Nick Foles because I, I think they did pretty good that first game with Nick Foles before he got hurt because I know he got hurt in the second game, if I'm not mistaken. So I go back to Nick Foles, see where Nick Foles is at. And if he well, they lost 40-26 to to the Chiefs. The game that he got hurt, which you're talking about, was a 13-12 loss to the Texans. 
Minshew comes out, 27 victory over the Titans, uh, 26-24 victory over the Broncos, lost 34-27, so pretty close, close, close game against the Panthers, lost 13-6 to the Saints, um, 27-17 versus the Bengals, 29-15 versus the Jets. He can beat the teams. So that he's 4-2 as a starter. Yeah. And they're playing. They're playing the the Texans right now, was a pretty solid team. They play the Colts. Yeah, so so roll with them. See what happens this season next uh, next week. If you if you roll with them again, and he starts doing bad, you got a healthy Nick Foles throwing back in there. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? Nick Foles to me is just a he, he's like that dude. Um, I mean, he looks like Napoleon Dynamite for Christ's sake. Well, he does, but he's like uh, your boy uh, Samuel Jackson, uh, Mister Glass. Like always hurt, always hurt, always a bridesmaid, never a bride. No. Well, he won a championship, but yeah, I, I, I definitely say, definitely stay with Gardner. And then if he starts doing bad, he starts performing bad. Though, throw Nick, throw Nick they, they just got to improve in the trenches over there. I feel. So the Jaguars did just uh, punt it away. Texans got the ball now. I need, I need, I need De- DeAndre Hopkins to snap, man. Cause I'm not gonna lie, I'm trying to win that Honeycrust or not Honeycrust, Honey well Honeycrust too, but trying to win that public house too, dog. You you got to get in there ten times. What you mean ten times? You got to eat. You're supposed to eat there ten times throughout the season. That's how you make the pot. There ain't there ain't nothing to win if nothing. Y'all never go. I do go. I've been in there twice. Nobody ever goes but me. That's not true. So you're trying to say all the kitty is all you? A lot of it is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> It's like almost $200, and 10% of your meal goes to the kitties. So you're telling me that your 10% I've of your... I've with some big tables quite a few times. When? Like at least six times. All right. All right. And all of it goes to the... to the 10% of everybody's bill does, yeah. All right. You sure? I'm positive. All right. So he's... My boy says, you're going to win the money because of me. For real. You got to at least give me some wings. <laughs> I bet. We'll go there on Friday, too. We'll I'm go down. Friday again. I'm down for that. I need to get there more often. I love their food. We got to go. Never mind. I can't do it. I mean, we can't do it, but I want to go when TPK is working. What's he working on Saturdays? We, we need to go up there for a brunch. I'm down for brunch. Is he working right now? I don't know. No, I don't think so, because he was taking Eric to the uh, restaurant depot. Okay, 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 okay. So, yeah, man, and then obviously Pat Mahomes is going to be out again today against Minnesota, so that's going to be a Rolling tough loss. With Matt Moore again. Matt Moore, I think the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, I don't think really people are expecting much for the Kansas City Chiefs when uh, when Mahomes goes out. They're still 5-3. and three. They're still 5-3. and three. They're still pulling it out. They can still definitely make the playoffs. Pat Mahomes is slowly working his way on his way back, so there's definitely hope for the Kansas City Chiefs. They're playing a tough Minnesota Vikings team this week. Uh, I believe... I believe Adam Thielen does come back, so we'll see. He is questionable, but still, fingers crossed. So you want to get into these picks? Dun, 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 dun. We'll get into some of the picks. Yeah, I got to write it down right here. For the one they call Zachariah? No, for the one they call me. For the one they call me. Who are you taking out of Jacksonville and Houston? Uh, I would have picked Houston, for uh, sure. I'm going to go with the same on that one. All right, so we'll go. Where's the number one o'clock? All right, right, right there. We'll go Redskins, Bills. Oh, I'm 
going to go with the Bills on this one. Redskins, Bills. Craig Wiley's going with Buffalo. Buffalo. Buffalo's got a good defense this year, this year man. They're 5-2, and two, actually doing pretty damn good. I mean. I love their chicken wings. Listen, <laughs> if Josh Allen can get his head out of his ass, I, he's an okay quarterback. I think they need to get rid of Frank Gore. I think he's, listen, I know Frank Gore's just trying to, trying to play to break some records right now. Really feel like that's all he's playing for. Now that he's fourth all the time, I think he retires. He probably will. But I do. I am going to go Buffalo as well. But I'm just saying, like, Buffalo needs to do something. They need to get some more receiver depth. and you get a running back in there. I, if Okay, you want to roll with Josh Allen, that's fine. He's not a bad quarterback, but you need to get some weapons around him to make that team better. John Brown is not a bad option. He's doing pretty well over there, in my opinion. I got him in fantasy. He's actually been pretty stable the past few weeks. But – the Bills want to be better. They got to do, do better drafting, get some better talent around Josh Allen. Facts. Uh, next 1 o'clock game, the Minnesota Vikings at the Kansas City Chiefs. Minnesota four-and-a-half point favorite. Craig Wilder, who you got? I'm going to go with Minnesota on this one. Um, you know, Mahomes is out. Not saying that Kansas City doesn't have a, a, a solid team over there. Not saying that Matt Moore, um, you know, might not surprise us and pull out the win. I just think with the Minnesota Vikings defense playing the way they are, I think they're going to probably try to play keep away. Um, you know, run that Dalvin Cook <laughs> situation, and Dalvin Cook's that, been a monster this c- season. Control man. that clock, and I, I think Minnesota's going to pull it out. Dalvin Cook's been an absolute monster this season, and Casey's just been kind of banged up. Man, Mahomes isn't the only one who's been going through some injuries. So I mean, you know, they've been dinged up over there. Just Minnesota's goes, looking good. It just goes to show you that once Kirk Cousins have a running game like he does with Dalvin Cook, it, he kind of exceeds as well as a quarterback. Yeah, he succeeds for sure. So, yeah, I'm going Minnesota as well at home. I like Minnesota. I'm sorry, not at home, on the road. Uh, Matt Moore, I just don't think he's going to get it done today. I think the – and plus not to mention, Chiefs got a terrible defense. I think that's going to be too much, especially if Adam Thielen comes back and Thielen's healthy and you got Thielen and Stephon Diggs on the outside and you got Dalvin Cook running the ball up the middle. So I just I just think it's going to be a bad day for this Chiefs defense. I got to think I'm Minnesota at home, uh, on the road. Uh, next one o'clock game, the one and six New York Jets at the zero and seven Miami Dolphins. Jets a three point favorite. Craig Wilder, who you got? I mean, we know Miami doesn't want to win, so you, you got to just go with the Jets on this one. Yeah, I'm going with the Jets as well. And Sam Donald's back. I think their one and only win is against the Cowboys. <laughs> but uh, I think they got a, they got an okay team, man. I think. That one, if they can play like they did against the Cowboys in this game, which I think they're going to have a successful day. Dolphins are just tanking to get that first round. A lot of people are going to oh, fire Brian Flores. No, they're not. He's doing this for a reason. I think he has full support from the ownership. And I mean, not to mention, he just got a keep to lead too. So I mean, I think that's another person you could help kind of build around for some veteran leadership. Around no, he's there. injured. He ain't coming. He ain't playing. Yeah, and, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Move. you're right. It was a cap clearing move. You're right. You're absolutely right. I apologize. I completely forgot about that. Uh, next one o'clock game, the Chicago Bears at the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles four and a half point favorite. Craig Wilder, you got this one's hard. I mean, because the Chicago defense is really good. Philadelphia Eagles, their defense is terrible. They, they've been up and down. Um, but Mr. Trubisky is just looking like uh, San Francisco 49ers got the best of that deal for sure. Um, I think Philadelphia wins it, but I think this could also be a game where Chicago. Does uh does surprise? First difference of the day. I'm going Chicago. Okay. I just think the Chicago's defense is a little bit going to be too much for for the struggling kind of uh, Philadelphia offense. Their defense is atrocious. I think uh, Trubisky is going to have somewhat of a successful day. He hasn't. Been, he has been bad, but 
I do think he can kind of pull it out against the Eagles. They are on the road, but still, it's it's still it's at the end of the day, it's the NFC matchup. I still think the Chicago's are going to be the better team. Uh, next one o'clock game: the Indianapolis Colts at the Philadelphia Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers one point favorite. Craig Wilder, who you got? I'm going to go with the Colts on this one. Uh, you normally get three points from Vegas just by being home home field. Facts. So for them only having one point favorite at home, pretty much makes it's pretty much a, a pick them. They're saying right here, and even though Pittsburgh defense been playing a little bit better and they're looking a little bit better, um, I, I don't know, man. I'm really liking the Jacoby uh, Brissett um, back there. I, I like what they got going on with that team, young squad. I think you're going to keep seeing Indianapolis get better throughout the season and uh, carrying on to the next year with with uh, Jacoby Brissett at home. This is a tough game for me, man. This is a tough game. Shout out to Jacoby Brissett. 14 touchdowns, three interceptions this season. It's only Connor three interceptions. Plain. Just because, you know, they, they don't have T.Y. T.Y. is out for three to four weeks. He's going to miss some time. I know they got Eric Ebron. I know they got Jack Doyle. I just – I don't know, man. I just really feel like that this could be a trap game for the Colts going into, you know, Pittsburgh. You know, Mason Rudolph, he hasn't been bad this this year. Nine touchdowns, three interceptions. He actually hasn't been playing pretty good. James, uh, James Conner's been stepping up. Juju's been stepping up. I'm actually going to go Pittsburgh at home, man. I do like Pittsburgh. I just I just feel like this is going to be a bad game for, for him at – on the road, just because of the fact that you said Pittsburgh's defense has been stepping up a little bit, and they, they don't have T.Y. Hilton, Marlon Mack, I feel like is going to have to do his job on the ground for them to win. But I just feel like that Jacoby Brissett's going to struggle through the air without not having um, T.Y. Hilton on the side. Next one o'clock game. I'm sorry, the first four o'clock game. We'll do the Buccaneers. Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling all the way to Seattle. Six and two Seattle Seahawks. We didn't do the Tennessee Carolina game for the one o'clock games. Oh yeah, you're right. Tennessee Tennessee Panthers at the Carolina Panthers. Craig Wilder, who you got? I'm gonna go with the Panthers on this one. Uh, they've still been doing pretty good without Cam. Cam coming out saying doctor does not second opinion saying he does not need surgery on his foot. Still rehabbing his foot. They said he's done everything that he can possibly. He just does have. He just has stiffness and soreness with it still. So. I mean, when you're a quarterback and you're using your feet all the time to make moves and throw the ball, I guess obviously your feet are important. But um, it's, this is another tough game for me, man. Titans, Ryan Tannehill, he's coming in. He's uh, actually won last week. They've been looking pretty solid. Against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Why'd you have to bring that up? I'm just letting you know what happened, Doc. Oh, I know what happened. Derrick Henry's having a pretty solid season as well. He's got 151 carries for 581 yards, five touchdowns. You know, I, I think that uh, – I think this could be a tough game for the Titans, though. I think Christian McCaffrey is definitely going to be the difference maker. I think the Carolina Panthers are definitely going to come out on top, especially if they're being at home. I think the Panthers have done a good good job at, at maintaining, and Allen has done a good job as well. He's coming in only three interceptions, but doesn't really have any touchdown passes, but still doing a good job at maintaining the games and helping them win and put points on the board. Uh, back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to Seattle. 405, Seattle four and a half points favorite. Craig Wilder, who you got? I mean, I'm gonna take Seattle. Uh, just Tampa Bay is is not As really he wearing a Buck shirt. Oh, hey, that don't mean I can't. <laughs> no, I'm just I can't be you. real. I'm just uh, messing with you. You know, we've had a history of not going to the West Coast and and performing well. Um, you know, we got to make that long trip over there to Seattle. Uh, you know, our one of our weakest links is is our 
pass defense. Seattle's been doing pretty good down there. They've been doing pretty good passing the ball around. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm actually starting DK Metcalf today. I'm actually have to side with uh, side with you on that one, and I'm actually <laughs> gonna have to side with my boy Russell Wilson, man. I, th- I think that they're gonna pull out the dub. Yeah, I'm going with Seattle as well. I think the Bucks. Uh, that's a tough place to play, man. If you're, it is, if you're man. Team, even and who knows? Maybe the Bucks show up and just absolutely beat the crap out of them. Because no, I'm just we saying, all, we only went on the road when we played in, in Kansas City. Oh, I'm just, I'm just letting you know, you did beat the, you did beat the LA Rams in LA, and you True. put a hefty point, point up amount of points on the board. Just saying. So, I'm going with Seattle too, though. I think the Seahawks are a good team. I think they're definitely going to be a, a poised team to play in the, in the NFC this season. I think they could be a team to contend for that Super Bowl. Um. And I think adding Josh Gordon, I think it's really just going to, in my opinion, make that offense better. Russell Wilson, some say he might be the MVP of the season this year because of how stellar he's been. I mean, he's had like a hundred, like one twenty-seven passer rating, almost perfect. Yeah, he's been beasting. So he's absolutely had a great season this year. So I definitely got to go with the with the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Uh, before we move on, Craig, I know you guys probably talked about this on the Buck Buck That podcast on Tuesdays. Where you stands with Jameis at? I mean, realistically, the the biggest issue, um, I, I think we've seen who Jameis is. Um, the biggest issue is, is, is still, regardless of the fact, is going to be the offensive line. Um, are are we going to be crappy enough to be in position to draft a solid quarterback? Looking like it, but either way, it still has to get fixed. Um, you know, it's going to come down to are they really sold on anybody coming out this year that they actually have a chance of acquiring? Um, at worst case, I think you try to maybe get like a, a Blake Bortles deal where, you know, keep Jameis, uh, keep him, you know, extend him like a couple years, but something that's maybe a little front loaded. So that way, uh, maybe the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. Uh, I think Jameis fully understands right now that he's not getting a fat contract. Yeah. I mean,. But I do think that if you guys pass on him, I do think there's going to be a slew full of teams who are going to be waiting for him to hand out. I, and I think you may be right. This team right here is going to be one of them. I really do think that. But I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think Bruce Arians loves Jameis Winston. He has nothing but awesome things to say about him after losses. I think he likes to blame his your guys' receiving core a lot. I think it's still which, too early in the season to really kind of. I agree. I do agree. I mean, yeah, you guys are two and two and five or two and six or whatever it is, but you guys have played some tough ass teams, man. You guys have played the offensive line is the biggest key, exactly. And you guys played some great defense. Tennessee, we say what you want and about them, but they game. got a great defense over there, man. And our running game is not the best. They need to quit giving it to Peyton Barber. You guys need to address that immediately. I don't know who Aiden keeps paying off to to give the ball to Peyton Barber, but uh, they need to quit accepting those checks. Yeah, but like I said, man, you guys have played some tough defenses. You started out with yeah. the 49ers. Giants defense isn't that bad, but then the Rams and then the Saints and then the freaking back to the Panthers twice already, and then the, then the Titans again. Now you're playing the Seahawks, who have a pretty good defense as well. You guys got a tough schedule. So, like I said, man, I yeah, Jameis throws interceptions, but at the end of the day, I think Jameis is a good quarterback who yeah. can – Help you win games well, I mean, or manage both, them. Both the fumbles last week. I mean, even though he got credited with them, offensive I mean, lineman, yeah, all the offensive lineman. Uh, next four o'clock game, the Detroit Lions traveling to Oakland to face the Raiders. Raiders two and a half point favorite. Craig Wilder, who you got? 
Man, I'm going with Matt Stafford right now, uh, Detroit Lions. The, the, their offense has been looking good. I think neither defense is, is really nothing to be, be scared of. I think this might be a high-scoring game. I think this might be, you know, over 40 points as far as the score goes because, I mean, I could see both. You know, I could, I could see it being like a 35 to 28 or something like that kind of game. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you, man. I definitely got to agree with you. Uh, I like Detroit. I like Matt Trisha. I like where the defense is going. I like. I kind of don't really have a running game, but it's through the passing air. I think that's where you guys are going to have success at the Lions. I tell you what, the Red, or the Raiders, they're winning games right now, but their their most their best receivers are tight end. You know what I'm saying? Who pretty much is a receiver, but he's listed as a tight end, Darren Waller. But still, at the end of the day, like you know what I'm saying, like you, you have to get some more help before Derek Carr. I think the Raiders could be a fine team. I really think they could. But they got to be more help for receiver, uh, David, Derek Carr, receiver. But I'm going with the Detroit Lions uh, on the road. Next 425 game, the Cleveland Browns traveling to the Joe Flacco-less Denver Broncos. Flacco out for the season. The rest of the season been put on. Craig, Craig Wilder, who you got? Who, who's their court, backup quarterback over there? Backup it doesn't matter who they're no, – no, who is their backup quarterback? Somebody probably scrub. Um, I'm not even going to you. I don't even know. Their defense is good. Um, Brandon Allen. The Broncos' defense is pretty good. I, I think if there's a game where the the Cleveland Browns desperately need a win, it's this one. Um, you know, Baker Mayfield's been under a lot of heat, and, the, you know, they got to get some things going. And I'm going to be real with you. I, I don't really like Freddie Kitchens. Neither um, do I. Um, I think he might be out the door. He might be in the hottest seat. Denver at home with a backup quarterback. <sighs> Cleveland with all the – I mean, hmm. I had such high hopes for Cleveland this year. I think everybody did, man. I'm going to – even though Denver's the favorite, I'm going to go with Cleveland. I, I think they need to pull one out, man. I, I think this is a, a game where they might be able to kind of get some momentum going to finish out the season. Uh, I'm going to go with Cleveland on this one. Yeah, I'm going to go with Cleveland as well. I like the Browns on the road, man. I, I like uh, Baker, old Baker Mayfield and – Nick Chubb, I think that running game is strong, man. I think that running game is really going to help them win this game. Nick Chubb had almost 150 yards against the Patriots last week in the, on, the, on the running game. So I think Nick Chubb could be the difference maker to really uh, really set, to set the tone for this team. you got to remember, man, Kareem Hunt comes back to this damn team week 10. Mm-hmm. It's going to be kind of crazy to have Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb in the same backfield. They might try them. Who, Kareem Hunt? Oh, I wouldn't be surprised if they do. I think I think that whole thing's been pushed underneath the rug. Everybody's forgotten about it. Nobody cares anymore. Trade trade them back to the Chiefs. Give them the bucks. Give them the bucks. We could use them. All right. Uh, next four twenty five game. Last one of the day. The Green Bay Packers traveling to L A to face the Chargers. Packers seven to one four point favorite. Craig Wilder, who you got? I'm going with the Packers on this one. Their defense has been very very good this year. There's been um, a lot of draft picks on that defense lately, man. The Chargers have looked disappointing. very disappointing. I don't think they're going to change that narrative uh, this week against the Packers. And plus, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, his offense uh, has, has been looking phenomenal. Um, Aaron um, Jones. Aaron Jones been running the ball like a beast. I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers. Listen, they're definitely the better team in this. Yeah, I'm going with the Packers as well. Packers are just a studly team. It's another team in the NFC you're going to have to look out for. You know, they had a tough team, a tough season last year, but they had a lot of injuries, man. They were battling injuries all season long, especially on the defensive side. They got rid of Clay Matthews. They got rid of some of that old talent that they used to have. 
and they 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 beefed it up a little bit, man. They 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 spent a lot of dra- uh, draft picks on that defense. Jerry Alexander, one of the players that they 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 spent money on, and from LSU, who's absolutely absolutely having a spectacular season for the Green Bay Packers. So I'm going with the Packers as well. I think they're doing a great job of distributing the ball, especially with uh, Devontae Adams not being in the game. I think he comes back this week. So I think it's going to be a great team to have a Toronto Allison, Devontae Adams. Jamie Graham, you got Aaron Jones, you got Jamal Williams, two running backs who have done a great job out of the backfield catching the ball. So I like I like the Packers on the road. Next game, 820, game of the week. Toughest game for the Patriots all season long. Against one of the best offenses in the league. New England Patriots on the road. Traveling to Baltimore. Patriots three-point favorite. Craig Wiley, who you got? Man, this you already is, know who I'm picking. This is a tough. This one. This ain't a tough one for me. And I know you're picking the Patriots. <laughs> this ain't a tough one for me, dog. No, it's a tough one for me, just based off the fact of um, I do think the Patriots c- can win this one on the road. But if they're going to lose a game, it, this could be the it, one. It would be a game like this, like this on the road. Sure. Um, that I mean, it's it's it's, a, it's one of the best offenses versus one of the best defenses, and they they do say defense wins championships. But I just don't know if they're going to be prepared for what they got going on over in Baltimore. Just because we've had a lot of the same picks, I'm going to throw the curveball in on this one. Um, since since you since you threw the the okay. the Bears pick out there, I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. Based off the fact that okay. I, I got Lamar Jackson playing, I need him to score big. Yeah, yeah, we we can't stop a guy who can't throw the ball. Yeah, he's. He's got like 700 passing yards this season. Yeah, he's fine. Fine. Kidding me right now. I'm going with the Patriots. Nah, but let me let me stop. Uh, this is definitely going to be the toughest test of the Patriots this season um, until they uh, – actually, I think they play a couple more games that are tough this season. Yes, how many passing yards? I don't know. I haven't looked. 1,650. All right, bet. 11 and 5. 11 and 5? Okay. Compared and he leads the team in rushing yards. Compared to <laughs> – Tom Brady's twenty two fifty one. Oh my god! Thirteen and four. <laughs> listen, Linda. Listen. He does lead the team with five hundred <laughs> yards, three touchdowns. Listen, he's not running the ball against us at all today. He's gonna have the, the Patriots are gonna make him beat him through the air. Absolutely, that's exactly what we're gonna do. And we have one of the best pass defense in the league. I'm telling you, if if this game isn't just as bad, listen, listen, Linda, listen. I'm not saying this because I'm just saying this because it's it's statistically been proven what the Patriots have been doing. I'm not gonna lie; he might have a successful day on the ground. I mean, I feel like you probably are gonna win this game. I'm just picking Baltimore. I know, just, I, just know I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm not talking about really you. I'm just saying I think he might have a successful day on the ground, and they might. But still, I think it's gonna be. A but good I, game. Think I think they're gonna this put maybe another high scoring game. I think they're gonna put it in the position into where he's gonna have to throw the ball in certain situations to win the game. Like this could you be another 35-28, 35-32 type, type of game. Could 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 Lamar run for for almost hundred yards? Absolutely, I think he could. But I'm saying is it's they have they're gonna put him in situations where he's gonna have to throw the ball to win the game. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna put him in a lot of. Third and twelve situations. They're gonna. Oh my god! Is he right on the front? That's funny. They're gonna put him on a lot of third and twelve situations and stuff like that, where he's gonna have to convert long distance third downs, and that's what I'm talking about. Stuff like that is where he's gonna have to win the game at. Not just using his legs. He might have a hundred rushing yards a game, but 
Who knows? At the end of the day, I think the Patriots are doing a very well, good job at containing stuff through the air. Oh, they're playing really good. And they're by far one of the best rushing defenses in the I, NFL. I think so. they're the team to beat, but I feel like if you're going to get a loss, get it done now so that way. And they're on the win. road. That's the one thing that scares me. They're going to Bar- Baltimore. They have a tough time that's playing le- there. That's legit. It's always a close game there. To be 100% real with you, that's the only reason I'm picking Baltimore and even giving them a legit chance to even beat the Patriots. If it was if it was a Foxborough, I, I wouldn't even make that pick. But but that's what I'm saying. This I'm just taking a gamble here. Definitely the game to pick like that. I completely agree. Next game, Monday night. The world's best Monday night game ever. New York Giants traveling to the Dallas Cowboys. Psych. Is it the other way around? It's the most boring oh, okay. Monday night game. Uh, Craig Wilder, who you got? I'm going to go with my boy Danny Dimes. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I am not taking no Danny Dimes against that upgraded Cowboys defense. Um, America's team is, is going to win this one. You know, the New York Giants, the New York football Giants, I feel that they're on the right path. I feel that they're doing some good things. Got the right pieces. And, and they got some right pieces, even though they need you know, obviously this year in the draft, they'll add some more. Offseason will add some more. I think they're moving in the right direction. But I think this is going to be the Cowboys division this year. Yeah, I'm going with the Cowboys as well. I think that uh, since they got their two starting tackles back, Lilo Collins and uh, Tyron, John, or Tyron uh, Jones, I think <laughs> – I tell you what, boy, that was a big difference maker from when they came in. They just absolutely throttled the Philadelphia Eagles at home. And I think that was just kind of a statement game. The, like, hey, this is the team that who we are when we are healthy. And they got a good defense, man. I'm not going to take that away from them. So I really do think the Cowboys are going to pull it out at the end of the day. I agree. On Monday night. Bam. But, yeah, that's it, baby. Another show in the books. Uh, stay tuned next week. Zach should be back. We'll have uh, the selected squad next week as well. Maybe he won't be so ashamed. Maybe he won't be so ashamed of the FSU, 40, uh, FSU 49ers, FSU Seminoles. But for my man Craig Wiley, I'm Derek Fugers. We'll see you guys next Sunday. Same damn place, same damn time. Peace.